My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in the Roman Baths right in the center of ancient Ephesus. And if you had looked into this place 2,000 years ago, you would have seen it filled with people who were here for a whole afternoons of pleasure. They came here for hours and hours, moving from one room to the next room, cold rooms, hot rooms, massages. And by the way, a lot of foul sexual activity were taking place in these palaces of pleasure. Wow, when I think of that, my mind goes to 2 Timothy chapter 3, where the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, prophesied about society at the very end of the age. Listen to what he said. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days, that word last is a Greek word, hekestas, the very end of the age that we are living in, he says perilous times will come. Then when you come to verse 4, he says people will be traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. That word pleasure in Greek is where we get the word for hedonism, people who live for pleasure. People who live for the weekends, people who live for their vacations, people who live for a new car, a new house, greed that is unbridled, people who are lovers of pleasure, given to pleasure, consumed with pleasure. The Bible says more than lovers of God. More than in Greek is the word malon. It doesn't mean they don't love God, but if they have to make a choice about what they love most, God or pleasure, mm, their actions show they really love their pleasures more than they love God. And the Apostle Paul says this will be a common problem at the very end of the age. People will be self-absorbed, consumed with themselves. It will be the I am generation and pleasure and desire for pleasure will be off the charts. Does that sound like the day that we're living in? I'll let you decide. But one thing is for sure. We do not have to be affected by the spirit of the age just because we're living at the end of the age. We can remain free, committed to Christ. We can, but we need to know what the Bible says about the end of the age. Jesus gave us signs we would see before he returned, and the Apostle Paul in this chapter told us what we would see in society at the very end of this age. If we will listen to the Word of God and renew our mind, we can protect ourselves and survive even in these end times. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've been waiting for you this week, every day. We've been looking at what the Holy Spirit said would happen in the very end of the age in society. You know, many people, when they teach about prophecy, they talk about nations and politics and really focus on Israel. I don't do that. I always go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, where the Holy Spirit describes what's going to happen in our neighborhoods all around us at the end of the age. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, he explicitly describes what's going to take place in society at the end of the age. And the Holy Spirit does not give us these details to scare us, but to prepare us so we'll be proactive and we will not be affected 
by what happens to the rest of the world. And that's why I want you to order my entire series, which is 15 parts. It comes in multiple formats. It is called End Times Survival Guide. God wants you to survive and thrive in the end of the age. And that's why I'm doing this teaching. And this is a big 15-part series that comes with a full study guide of 150 pages. And today is the last day that we're offering it on the program. So order yours today by going online or give us a call. And we're also offering you today for the last time this week, my book called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. He's coming. And in Matthew 24, he gave us signs we would see just before he comes because Jesus wanted us to know the signs. So order yours today. Signs you'll see just before Jesus comes. And this week I've been reading to you from my book, Last Day is Survival Guide. I'm going to read from it again today and we're offering it to you today for the last time this week on the program. Please order yours today. You will devour this book. People all over the world are reading this book. One Christian leader said, if you only have one other book to read besides your Bible, this is the one that you need. This book will really help prepare you for the times that we're living in today. So order yours today. And please remember that if you need prayer, we're here for you. And we want to pray for you at Rick Renner Ministries. We believe in prayer. And we know that when we call out to God in faith, God responds and moves in people's lives. And if you need God to move in your life, reach out to us by calling us or give us an email. We'll pray and you will see the results as God mightily moves on your behalf. But reach for your Bible. We always use the Bible in this program. And today we're going to return to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm going to read to you the RIV of several verses. Verse 1 says, You emphatically and categorically need to know with unquestionable certainty that in the very end of days, when time has sailed to its last port and no more time remains for the journey, that that last season will stand in the midst of uncontrollable, unpredictable, hurtful, treacherous, menacing times that will be emotionally difficult for people to bear. Then the RIV of 2 Timothy 3 verse 2 says, Men will be self-focused, self-centered, self-absorbed, self-consumed, and in love with themselves more than anyone else. As a result of this self-love, they'll be driven to obtain more and more and more. These boasters are so committed to their own agenda that they're willing to exaggerate, overstate the facts, stretch the truth, embellish a story, and even lie if it will get them the position, advantage, or goal they desire. They're arrogant, haughty, impudent, snooty, and insolent. They disdain, mock, slander, and speak ill of anyone that stands in the way of their ideology and freely use foul language. And in this climate, parents will no longer be able to persuade, control, lead, or exercise authority over their own children. And although people were once thankful and appreciative, people will generally become void of gratitude and will be unappreciative of everything. Impurity will seep into society and cause it to become impure, ill-mannered, unclean, indecent, coarse, vulgar, offensive, crude, lewd, and rude. That is amazing. Then listen to verse 3. Love for and commitment to family will disintegrate. Divorce will become epidemic. 
with irreconcilable differences being a major factor in tearing families apart, every imaginable type of covenant will regularly be violated. The court system will be overwhelmed as people go overboard suing and being sued. People will generally lose the ability to say no and will be unable to control instincts in nearly every area of life. People will become savage and it will eventually feel like there are no laws to protect the innocent. But all of that is just verses 1 through 3. Today, we're going to go to verse 4, where the Holy Spirit gives the next characteristic that will be manifested in society at the end of the age. Listen to what he says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 4. He says, people will become traitors. What in the world does that mean? The Greek word refers to one who is a traitor to an oath, one who betrays or abandons a friend, a lack of commitment to an oath or to a relationship. And I want to read to you from page 301 in my book, Last Day's Survival Guide. Listen to this and see if this sounds like the day we're living in today. By using the word traitors, the Holy Spirit warns that in the last of the last days, a lack of commitment to relationships will develop and proliferate through society in mass. Being self-lovers in society will make people see themselves as their own first priority. And if they're faced with having to personally sacrifice something to keep their commitment to someone else, they will tend toward breaking off the relationship that requires a commitment. People who fit this description are often called fair weather friends. As long as the weather is good in the relationship, he or she will be there. But if a storm arises or the relationship is no longer convenient for that person, the solution will be just to easily walk away. This is what the Holy Spirit prophesied we could expect to see and experience at the end of days. And if you have been personally disappointed or hurt by shallow relationships, ask the Holy Spirit to heal your heart and to lead you to people like you who are looking for deep and meaningful relationships. But the Holy Spirit prophesied this would happen at the end of the age. And then in 2 Timothy 3, verse 4, he adds the next word. He says, traitors and heady. The word heady is a Greek word which means reckless, impulsive. It can depict people so wholly given to violence that they enjoy violence and become known for their violent, reckless, rash, emotional intemperance. People wholly given to violence and here the Holy Spirit is prophesying that a time would come at the end of the age when people would be given to violence and would be unable to control their tempers. So I'm going to read to you from page 304 in my book, Last Day's Survival Guide. Listen to this. The word heady in this verse lets us know the Holy Spirit is prophesying a time when people would be given to violence and would be unable to control their tempers. We have already seen in previous programs the violence is the hottest selling ticket today on the internet, in music, in movies, and in video games, we are also witnessing the long-term impact on society as acts of violence steadily increase in every part of modern culture. 
We have seen instances of fierce road rage and random shootings in public places that are increasing. These are examples of the reckless, impulsive acts of madness that the Holy Spirit warned would take place at the end of the age. This is precisely what the Holy Spirit was saying in this verse as a warning to the church. Unfortunately, it's true that this present, civilized, sophisticated, technologically advanced generation has become the generation that is most wholly given to violence in human history. Violence is glorified on television, on the internet, in music, in video games, and again, violence is the hottest selling ticket at the box office. Children across the world play to kill with violent games that realistically emulate murder. And the long-term result is evident as actual acts of violence are increasing in every part of society today. But my friends, we should have known this was coming because the Holy Spirit prophesied it in this verse. And this is why we need to know what he prophesied. This was not intended to scare us, to prepare us so we would be proactive, so that our children do not watch those kinds of movies, don't play those kinds of games. We need to protect our eyes, our ears, our heart. We need to be proactive so that we do not become victims of the age. Say amen. But then... The verse goes on and says people will be traitors, heady, and high-minded. What does high-minded mean? Well, you're going to be surprised to know it is the Greek word tefuo. It means to be inflated with pride. It pictures one puffed up and clouded by his own sense of self-importance. And guess what? This is what I want you to know. It is where we get the word typhoon. Typhoon. And by using this word tefuo, translated here high-minded, the Holy Spirit is telling us that in the end of days, the days we're living in right now, there will be moments when it looks like society is rapidly worsening right in front of our eyes, almost like a typhoon with dark clouds, destructive winds, and heavy rains that are moving in from the area in front of us. But the good news is, Typhoons never last. They blow in, they blow out, they're short-lived, and eventually they pass. And my friends, if we'll do the will of God, we will endure forever. We will outlast every typhoon the devil sends into society. Wow. But I want to read to you from page 307 in this book. Wow, I'm just enjoying this teaching so much. Is it a blessing to you? If it is, please let me know. I would like to know how this is ministering to you. But listen to this. Think about what happens when people are informed that a typhoon or hurricane is coming. They begin preparing for its arrival by picking up and putting away things that could be damaged or destroyed. Windows are boarded up. Vehicles are moved to higher ground and loved ones are taken out of harm's way. The storm gets closer and closer and the darker the skies turn and we feel the winds becoming violent with rage and everything looks ominous and foreboding. And by using this word, high-minded, the Greek word tifuo, the Holy Spirit is telling us in the end of days, there really will be moments when it will look like a typhoon with massive clouds is moving in across the landscape. And with such storms arise, everything is affected except 
for those who have taken appropriate shelter or who have fled from the storm. And by using this word tefuo, the Holy Spirit plainly warns us that many people within many spheres of society who emit a proud, God-defying attitude will be affected. And many of them will roll over society, challenging those of us who hold on to biblical values, calling us relics of the past. It will feel like ominous clouds have come over the landscape, evil people with evil agendas. But just like a hurricane passes, these things will pass. And instead of hunkering down and trying to hide from these signs of the times, it is our moment to shine as bright lights in a sin-darkened world and remember that eventually the Lord will come. He's going to set up His kingdom. The storm is going to pass and the victory is ours. This is not a moment for us to hide. People need the light we have to shine. And my friends, even if you feel that ominous clouds are all around you, they will pass. That is why the Holy Spirit uses this word typhoon in this verse. It's going to blow in and blow out. But those who do the will of God abide forever. Say amen. But wait, then when you come to 2 Timothy 3, 4, the Holy Spirit adds the next word. People be traitors, high-minded, lovers of pleasure. What does that mean? Well, it is the Greek word philodonos, from the Greek word philos and the word hedone. The word philos means love. The word hedone means pleasure. It is the root word for hedonism. It denotes individuals who give themselves to the unbridled and unrestrained seeking of pleasures of any time or to live for the fulfillment of one's pleasure. And I want to read to you lastly today from page 313 in my book, Signs Your Last Day Survival Guide. Listen to this. The word philodonos, translated here, lovers of pleasure, means to live for the fulfillment of one's pleasure and pictures people who are completely preoccupied with their own self-gratification or people who make personal happiness their highest aspiration in life. The dictionary says a hedonist is a person who believes in the pursuit of pleasure as the most important thing in life. Thus, he is a non-stop pleasure seeker. A hedonist is one that is self-centered, self-focused, self-consumed, and self-obsessed. Mm. The fact is, there has never been a generation in history with more personal pleasures and material possessions and comfort than this present generation. Yet, in spite of our abundance of goods and ongoing pursuit of pleasure, the Worldwide Happiness Index is at the lowest point on record, especially in industrialized Western nations where wealth abounds. And as believers, we have to protect ourselves from hedonism in our lives. But when the Holy Spirit speaks of lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God in 2 Timothy 3, 4, he is forecasting a society living to attain personal pleasure or happiness as the very highest aim or aspirations in life. And here we see a wandering world that is obsessively addicted to happiness and to the unattainable pursuit of pleasure. This kind of pleasure simply is not obtainable. 
That's why people seek it and seek it and seek it and seek it. It is an endless pursuit of what they will never find. You know why? Because real pleasure and real happiness is not found in what we do or our comforts or our activities. It's found in the Lord. That's why people need us right now. We need to tell them about the Lord. But when you put all of these verses together, here's the way you could translate 2 Timothy 3 verses 1 through 4. You emphatically and categorically need to know with unquestionable certainty that in the very end of days, when time has sailed to its last port and no more time remains for the journey, that last season will stand in the midst of uncontrollable, unpredictable, hurtful, treacherous, menacing times that will be emotionally difficult for people to bear. Men will be self-focused, self-centered, self-absorbed, self-consumed, and in love with themselves more than anyone else. And as a result of this self-love, they'll be driven to obtain more and more and more. These boasters are so committed to their own agenda that they're willing to exaggerate, overstate the facts, stretch the truth, embellish the story, and even lie if it will get them the position, advantage, or goal they desire. They are arrogant, haughty, impudent, snooty, and insolent. They disdain, mock, slander, and speak ill of anyone that stands in the way of their ideology and freely use foul language. And in this climate, parents will no longer be able to persuade, control, lead, or exercise authority over their own children. And although people were once thankful and appreciative, people will generally become void of gratitude and will be unappreciative of everything. Impurity will seep into society and cause it to become impure, ill-mannered, unclean, indecent, coarse, vulgar, offensive, crude, lewd, and rude. And love and commitment to family will disintegrate. Divorce will become epidemic, with irreconcilable differences being a major factor in tearing families apart. In fact, every imaginable type of covenant will be regularly violated, and the court system will be overwhelmed as people go overboard suing and being sued. People will generally lose the ability to say no, and will be unable to control their instincts in their every area of life, people will become savage and it will eventually feel like there are no laws to protect the innocent. People will find it easy to walk away from commitments and to easily throw away relationships. They will become reckless, impulsive, and known for their enjoyment of violence. They will become full of pride and inflated with a sense of their own self-importance to the extent that it may end up feeling like society is being hit by a typhoon. However, those menacing winds of change will eventually blow out like a storm that comes and go. Meanwhile, people will become fixated on the unobtainable pursuit of happiness and pleasure even more than they love God. Now, let me ask you, my friends, does that sound relevant to the days that we're living in today? You see, the Holy Spirit knew from the very beginning what would take place at the very end of the age, and we're living at the very end of the age. And if we know what's going to happen, then we can be proactive to protect ourselves and those we love. And that's why I've been teaching this series. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. We are living in the last of the last days. That means you will see and experience bizarre developments that no other generation has witnessed. How do you protect your family, your children, and your grandchildren from the evil being spread through all media, education, Hollywood, and the courts? With the Bible at your side and the Holy Spirit as your guide, you can sidestep every landmine the enemy has planted and walk into victory. God wants you to be anointed and victorious, regardless of an ever-darkening world. But you need to know what God says about these 
end times. In Rick's Last Day Survival Guide, you'll learn what the Holy Spirit prophesied about the end of the age, the major signs that we are in the wrap-up of the age, steps to stay free and victorious in this end-time season. Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24, you'll learn how to reach inside yourself to stir up the fire of God that is in you. In addition, right now you can order the companion books, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes for just $15, and Last Day's Survival Guide for only $25. There is so much information in the New Testament about end-time events that we cannot claim ignorance on this subject. And the scriptures tell us how to live victoriously through this end-time season. Don't miss this special offer, the series, Last Day Survival Guide, and the companion books, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes, and Last Day Survival Guide. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. When Denise and I began our ministry many decades ago, the Holy Spirit gave us Romans 10, 18, which says, Yea, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. And in all of these decades, we've been doing our best to obey this mandate from heaven. And today, miraculously, we are reaching people clear to the very end of the earth. We're reaching people in the Russian-speaking world and millions of them. We're reaching people in the English-speaking world and large numbers of people are now reaching out to us for prayer, support, and resources. As a result of all of this growth, we need a new ministry home in Tulsa and we need to construct a new TV studio in Moscow where we can prepare teaching that will change people's lives. In Tulsa, we have no more room to grow, yet we're growing exponentially all day every day our pastoral partner care department is ministering to people from around the planet who are reaching out to us for prayer and support oh how i wish you could be there to hear the calls and see how people's lives are literally being changed and in moscow we are bursting at the seams as russian speakers from around the world are reaching out to us for prayer and for support. We're producing up to seven daily TV programs and we desperately need a larger studio to produce Bible teaching that people can trust that will change their lives. In both locations, in Tulsa and in Moscow combined, we need 50,000 square feet of new space so we can minister to the precious people God is bringing to us. And with the land, architectural plans, all furnishings, TV equipment, everything we need, the entire ministry expansion project comes to $120 a square foot. And friend, it's not about buildings. It's about having the space we need so we can effectively minister to the needs of people. We're told in Matthew 28, verse 19, go into all the world and teach all nations. That's what we're doing, but we need your help so we can do it more effectively. We need a new ministry home in Tulsa, and we need a new studio in Moscow where we can prepare teaching that people can trust. And I'm asking you today to ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to be a part of the giving team to help us accomplish this expansion project. Ask Him today, Holy Spirit, would you want me to be a part of this and do whatever He tells you to do as together we fulfill the great commission of Jesus in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19.
Today is the last day I'm offering you my 15-part series called End Times Survival Guide. You need this series. And my friends, it comes with a 150-page study guide. You will love this. You can read it while you see it or hear it and really get this teaching inside you. And today is also the last time that I'm offering you this week my books, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes and... Last Day's Survival Guide. These two books are powerful and I wrote them for you. So please order them today by going online or by giving us a call and let us know how to pray for you. But Father, we thank you that you love us so much that you told us all of this in advance, not so we'd be scared, but so we can be proactive and prepared. Thank you so much for being such a father. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been so good to be with you today. I'm looking forward to being with you Monday. And remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there's power. So let the word of God work in your life today. And I'll see you in the next program.